I kind of felt like one of those moms that that's like, oh, make sure you go pee before the trip. Yeah. Because oh my gosh, I was laughing to myself in the bathroom because I that's what you reminded me of too. It, it was such a vibe, but I was laughing because it's like, remember what your parents would tell you, like just to try to go to the bathroom, like, oh, just try, just try a little, just force it, just just try. Like, so when I said I'm gonna try and go, I was like, what adult says I'm gonna try and go to the bathroom? It's like, but as an adult, I feel like we have to go anyway. <laughs> yeah. Like I almost like at any given moment in the day, like I could go pee probably. Yeah. It's, it's always a problem. It's always right there. Speaking of going pee, can I tell you something so hilarious? So let me ask you this first. Do you like in your relationships, have you ever been so comfortable with someone? Like, do you like where, what is your stance on the whole, like to fart or not to fart in front of your person? Oh, I mean, like, I think that if you fart in front of your person, like nothing <laughs> is off the table. Like you are completely comfortable. You have nothing to hide. Why? What about you? Like, are you, so are you pro? Are you pro I'm fart? Pro. At, are you okay. like anti? I, I am like, and I'm so like, let me tell you, like, I am so comfortable with Justin. Like we like, I feel like nothing is off the table, but farting is off the table. He's like he's not allowed he, to fart either. No, it's not that he's not allowed to, like, it's not like we set down these ground rules. I think both of us are just very similar in uh-huh. the sense that like, he doesn't like, as far as I'm concerned, he doesn't fart and I don't fart. Like it for all Justin knows, I've literally never pooped in my life. Like he's he never would never heard you like accidentally fart, like in your sleep. I mean, if he, if he has heard me fart in my sleep, he has the decency to never tell me about it. (laughs) So the reason I got into this conversation, no, Justin, as far as Justin is concerned, like nothing, like my butthole is a no exit zone. Like, like nothing comes out of it. Um, So we got our bathroom redone because our house is, um, our house is pretty old, but we've, kind of made it our own and we've slowly been renovating everything oh thank you thank you so we redid our bathroom because our bathroom was so tiny and then there was like a random sink outside the bathroom like in our room it yeah I I want to talk about it by the bathroom outside the bathroom so we had a little bathroom where it's like a very small shower, a toilet, and a single sink. And then right next to the single sink, there's a doorway. And then right outside that doorway, sharing the wall with the other sink was another sink. Is it be wait, is it because it's like supposed to be um like a a washer and dryer room or uh, no, it's a legit master bedroom. It just I don't know. It's like I don't know if that was like a cool thing at one point. Like, I don't know if that was a flex. Like, yeah, I have a fucking sink in my room. I don't know. But anyway, we redid our bathroom. They made it look beautiful. They did a great job. It's like a big ass bathroom now. And I love it. But it's so big and echoey in there. I get, I start my morning every day with anxiety because like in the morning pee, I have to make sure that nothing slips out. Not a, not a slight bit of a fart because that's hard in the morning sometimes, but it is so echoey in there and it's so close to the bed. Like he'll fucking hear me. Oh my so, God. so no so one I, has ever heard you fart. I mean, 
I don't think so. I just, I, I'm not, I've never been like a farty or gassy person. Like I feel like, <laughs> which is so funny because I'm so raunchy and so open with everything else. Like yeah. I'll talk about anal sex before I'll talk about a fart. I'm like, oh, don't say like you fart, but it doesn't bother. Okay. It doesn't bother me when other people fart though. Okay. So like if, if so, okay. If your stepkids fart, then you're not like, oh my God, that's disgusting. Or do you, how do you react? No, it like, I'll, it's more of like, a, oh God, like it, it depends on like the sound and the smell. Like sometimes, okay. like sometimes they'll, they'll just let one go where I'm like, you sharded, but yeah. it's a joke. We laugh at it, but also I'm like, if it smells, I'm like, can you just like go in the other room okay, but you're next not, time? Like, you're not like shaming them. Like, no, 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 no. Fuck off. Like get it's get never this fucking earth basically. No, it's never a shame thing. It's totally a joke thing. Okay. Um, but I just for just me, I it's just not a joke with you. <laughs> like, no, like I off limits. I think I would rather die than accidentally fart in front of Justin. Oh my god. I know it's a I problem. I want to know the psychology. Like we have and to ask. <laughs> we have to ask. And like, I know that I'm human. I understand that yeah. like as a human, we have flaws. So I don't know if it's technically would be anything to do with that. But like, I mean, like my dad fart, like my dad was like a pull my finger dad. Yeah. So, so it's not like fine. maybe, maybe he humiliated me into never farting. Like, I feel like I won't even fart in front of myself. <laughs> So anyway, the new bathroom is beautiful, but it okay. starts every morning with fucking anxiety. Like, oh like, I feel like it's not, it's not a, a, like a pee that is exciting or gives okay. me relief. Cause I'm, I'm tense the whole time. You're not releasing. You're not fully. <laughs> so question in the morning when he's not there, you do pee and then fart, like you'll fart. Like I don't try to, but if it comes out, You're like, okay. it comes out. I'm yeah. like, Oh. Yeah, that's a thing, I guess. <laughs> Welcome to Mostly Messy. Welcome <laughs> to Mostly Messy episode two, people. I'm really excited for today. Today's, um, it's like a, a little bit all over the place, but that's what this podcast is about. It's it's a fucking mess, obviously. Um, I just, I was, I've had a lot of like sexual type of things on my mind lately, which was perfect. And we'll get into that later, but I mean, I just wanted to find out from you first, what is happening with you? What's new? What is new with me? Well, I'm blonde on one side. I actually brought this from the bathroom after I went pee because I wanted to show you. Um, I've oh. seen this, the sun bum tone enhancer. I don't even know no. what it's for. I'm just like happy to be a blonde and like, well, half a blonde and like trying all these new purple things. So. I'm going to send you all the blonde things and you have to send me all the blonde things now. <clears throat> so for those of you just listening and not watching, Jacqueline has done the split dye on her hair and half of it. Is it black or is it dark brown? I think it's, well, what color is my natural <clears throat> hair? It's like black-ish. It's black. It's pretty black. So it's half black and then it's half blonde and it's hot as Back. And we're just getting blonder from here, guys. It's very bangable hair. Yes, it's, kinky. it's kinky. It's kinky. <laughs> I'm excited for today. What's new with you? Anything else new other than me finding my out bathroom? Like oh, yeah, your bathroom. <laughs> um, 
Well, okay. So I do have some new things going on with me, but I wanted to talk about a couple things before I forget to talk about it. So I, um, something new with me is I've been trying to be more mindful and present in like what's going on in the news, like not necessarily politics and stuff like that, but just other things like current events that are happening. Like I want to spend less time watching TV and more time reading the news. So this is so random, but I was reading the news this morning. Um, do you remember the movie Talladega Nights? Yes, I haven't seen it. That's is, that is the one with Will Ferrell, is it? Yes, it's with Will Ferrell and he's like a race car driver yeah, and stuff like that. Oh, wait, I've seen that. I was going to say, you haven't seen it. This one, yeah, I've seen it. What do I do? It's old. It's old. But no, it's great. when it, one of the kids that played his son in the movie, so it like the son, he's the one that has like the spider monkey line where like, if you've seen that movie, you know exactly what I'm talking about, where he's like something like, I'm gonna come at you like a spider monkey or something like that. But anyway, I saw in the news that that, that kid is now an adult and he commits suicide. And that made me so sad. And, um, it was like, I think it was yesterday that it happened. Shit. So yeah, it was, I'm pretty sure it was yesterday and his mom. So the reason I mentioned that, which obviously it's like, I don't mean to be a downer, but it is something that happened and it, it, it happens a lot. Unfortunately, people taking their own lives, but his, his mom, um, did an interview and said that he, so he ended up being in the military for like six years and he had PTSD and he also struggles with like mental illness and depression. So obviously he lost his battle to that. Um, so that was, that was like something that got me thinking and it got me thinking more about, which this is something that you and I had talked about that really affected you was um, the shootings that happened mm-hmm. in Atlanta. Yeah. What his name is, um, Robert Aaron Long. Was that his name? I'm looking on IMDb right now. So um, the shootings that happened with, you know, the attack, the different salons and I think eight people died. It was something that struck the Asian community very hard. Yeah. And I know like, how did like, how are you doing with that? Cause I know last time we talked about it, like you were like actually in tears, you were very affected by it, which I totally understand. Um, a lot of my friends have been really, really going through it. Like in a very, <clears throat> I mean, obviously it, it is a very painful and negative thing that happened in Atlanta and it fucking, it sucks. And it's yeah. fair. Um, and just like all the injustices that are happening all across this country for no fucking reason, just because someone looks Asian and same goes for every race, just because someone is black or Hispanic or whatever the fuck it is. Like it's, it's so unfair. Um, a lot of my Asian friends are really upset. Um, they're scared. A lot of them yeah. are scared to go out, um, because now we, we have no idea who's going to be triggered by our, our skin color or by our eyes. You know what I mean? And that's a totally too, like we are getting targeted for our eyes because that's all you see in the mask. 
and they're calling all of us Chinese. A lot of us are not Chinese. You know, yeah. uh, like just, for the record, Jacqueline is not Chinese. I'm not, I'm not Chinese. <laughs> I'm Filipino. And yes, it's um, it's really scary. And it's a wake up call that shit like this is still happening. Because <clears throat> with as much progression as we think is happening in the world, um, it's like there's just so much ignorance still. And that's totally. like in every way. Like, <clears throat> like how you and I spoke about it before, like this podcast, like there is still a lot of ignorance with people about the police. You know what I mean? Oh, totally. And it, it like it goes in all ways. And I'm I'm still learning about a lot of shit too. So honestly, it's just such a scary time. I'm doing my best to not be fearful of Good. these people because first of all what is that going to do for me other than nothing keep me in the house and keep me afraid and anxious I want to live my fucking life I want to show these motherfuckers that I'm not scared of them and they can't yeah. do this to me because I won't let that happen to me and I that's all I can do everyone is different. Yeah. like I said like I feel like I'm taking it a little better than other people are and there's no wrong or right way to take it, to handle it. Every Absolutely, way, yeah. Everyone is doing their best at, at yeah. the situation, and I'm only doing the best that I can. Um, but thank well, you, good. Thank you so much for bringing that up. That's very sweet of you and very considerate and thoughtful. Yeah, and that's, I mean, that's that's the beauty of this podcast. Like, I know a lot of it is silly and it's sexual or it's provocative, but I mean... <clears throat> I think it's important to also talk about real things and things that are going on and things that shape the life that we're living in. Mm -hmm. And so something I read about this guy, the shooter, um, he, he was living in a halfway house at one point and I'm not, I'm not the news. I'm not the end all be all of information. God knows I'm not. Um, but at one point he and this is what he said, and this is um, an interview coming from one of his old roommates that he lived with at the halfway house. I'm not sure if you heard about any of this, but mm-hmm. I didn't mm-hmm. until I read it. I guess he was, the shooter was saying that he struggled with a sex addiction and that he had been in like treatment for that and therapy and this, that, and the other. And his, um, his roommate you know, he confirmed it and he said that he would speak about wanting to eliminate his triggers. So, um, what's his name? His last name is long. So long is telling the authorities that it wasn't a race thing. It was that he wanted to eliminate these people because I guess they were like sexual triggers for him. Like, I don't know. He, he like went a whole different way. And I was like, okay, I was not seeing that coming, but I guess it was like, obviously he had, he's like making it sound like he had some sort of fetish and these, yeah. So these things were triggers for him. So he wanted to eliminate it. But Mm -hmm. so uh, what I'm getting at is obviously this guy is like very mentally ill and a lot of these stories that we hear about where there's like these mass shootings, it's like people are 
Justin and I talk about it all the time. So my husband is a deputy and he sees not anymore. And not well, yeah, no, he's uh, got his little promotion now, his big promotion. Um so now like it's like a sergeant, whatever. <laughs> I'm like, babe, we're a sergeant. He's like, we sure are. <laughs> I'm like, we're so sergeants now. <laughs> He's like, you earned it, babe. <laughs> yeah. But he t- we have co- we have endless conversations about the the lack of awareness of mental mental illness. Like everyone wants to talk about like gun control and this and that and the other, but it's like mental illness, like what is what is everyone doing about that? Like that's a huge problem. And like even not to get off on a total tangent, but like my mom is batshit fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. And we could get into that more on another episode because I would like to kind of dive a little deeper into mental illness and mental health awareness and stuff like that. But like my mom would never even listen to this podcast because she's she's like afraid of electronics and everyone's listening and people are breaking into her house, you know, through the ground and like she's crazy. But the problem is she doesn't know that she is. And my dad, who they're still married, they've been married for like 30 some years. He won't admit to himself that she's crazy and she's lost her damn mind. And I think there's um, some drug use going on there, but she's just going to live the rest of her life being sick and no one's going to get her help. And it's like all these people you hear about in the news, it's like no one gets them help. No one gets them help. They don't get themselves help. It's like, it made me sad, but, um, it also like not to make light of a horrible situation, but I was thinking about this guy and I'm like, was it a fetish thing for him? Was it a race thing? Mm -hmm. And then I started thinking about fetishes and all the different fetishes are out there. And tell me why I started thinking, um, there is like a huge pregnancy fetish out there. Oh my God. Yes, there's an, like, you are a fetish, like, and I could say this because you're one of my best friends, and you are a fucking fetish, you, like, you're a dream for, like, so many people. I mean, I I know this, and I I think that (laughs) both of the non-Filipino guys that I've dated have probably dated me because because they're Asian fetish. Like, why is there no white girl? Like, have you ever heard someone be like, I have a white girl fetish? No, like, no. Um, also, I think that a lot of people are into Asians because they like anime too. And when and they, and they, and you like the Asian, yeah, anime porn is yeah, a thing. It's a thing. And on. like, which is, that's a whole other thing. I, I'd like, I'm going to talk to you about this later. <laughs> um, no, but I was, Justin, I, when I was like kind of putting this episode together, we were having so many different conversations. We were having a conversation about fetishes. I was like, I, I told him, I said, Hey, if I were to be like pregnant and then, or like after I was pregnant, when I was like breastfeeding, I was like, if some dirty ass motherfucker from Minnesota wanted to buy my breast milk and pay me for it, I was like, I would sling that shit all day. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> like you want to buy my dirty panties? That's no sweat off my dick. I don't care. Like <laughs> I'll sell you my dirty panties, whatever. I want to know what they do with those. I, I've always wondered too. I'm like, 
what do they do with these panties just like smell them all day i think they like smell them do they like wear them on their face like a like a like an apparatus i don't i don't know but they're very specific like honestly you gotta get and i i've had web Yes, the dark web has said to me in my research that it has spoken to me that they're very specific with what kind of dirty panties they want. There's like period underwear and like, like some people want like fucking skin mark underwear. Like it's like, it gets really like, do do some people like want shit on there? They want shit. They want yeast infections. They want, Yeah, I'm in it. That's really gross. What is the most? Oh my God, please find out what's the most expensive one because I want to know what the. I'm going to, yes. Also, listeners, if you are still with us, God bless you. And also, (laughs) if you can find for us, and like, I challenge you to find the most strange fetish out there and submit them submit them to our instagram it's at mostly messy podcast or submit it to our email mostly messy podcast at gmail.com i want to see i want to see some real dirty weird (laughs) shit like i don't want to see actual shit but if it has to be no but if it has to be if it has to be i want to see it um Anyway, that took a really strange turn. It really did. It's and fine. I'm okay with it. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, I'm okay with it. So I'm going to switch it up. What's new with me? Uh, we went camping this weekend. So that was, was pretty that? fun. It was very fun. We went to, we go to Ventura RV Resort uh-huh. and it's really fun. But now um, we have to, either Justin has to do it or we have to take it in, but we decided to have sex in our shower in the trailer and it's very small. I I was going to say that shit sounds tiny, but you know, we got it in, we made it happen, but we also broke the shower. So the shower is broken. But wait, this is your guys' RV. Like you didn't. Yeah. It's, it's not a rental or anything like that. It's, it's ours. And the shower is broken. The shower head is broken off the wall and the shower curtain rod has been ripped out of both sides of the wall. So this happened during. Yeah. Was it scary? That sounds actually terrifying. No, it wasn't. You know what? My man is a fucking G because he's still finished. So (laughs) like nothing will stop him. Yay. Nothing will stop him. But, um, (laughs) But yeah, congrats. Thanks. I broke my shower. And so that like, it's like funny, but also I'm like, well, that's like more money. And that's we've been, an we spent, it's an expense. And we spent so much money like, uh, recently. Cause like I said, we got our bathroom redone and, um, I kind of redecorated our room, but I have a new, um, I have a new hobby and it's going to the thrift store and I buy ugly ass vases and, I, uh, I like revamp them. Yeah, I I went there. So I buy these vases, you know, I'm actually, um, I'm going to post some pictures of these vases on the gram. Yes. So you can see them. So our listener can see it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but I, I spray paint them. I paint them. I go to the craft store and I buy all kinds of shit and I make them what, um, what I want them to be for, you know, the space that I need it for. But I seriously, I redecorated our room. Like talk about balling on a budget. I redecorated our room so 
thrifty, thrifty AF, <laughs> because I like DIY most of it. So I'm going to, um, I'm excited. I'll probably post some pictures of it. Maybe I'll do some videos. I made these really cool, like knockoff restoration hardware painting things. Yeah, I remember you were doing like signs and shit too. Are you still doing that? I, I'm still doing that. Yes. I'm still doing all that. So, um, yeah, I break showers and I craft shit. <laughs> she breaks and then she makes. Breaks and makes them. Anyway, I'll post the pictures of that. And um, I wanted to ask you, um, so we, when we got home from camping, we were like chilling, whatever. We ended up watching that Netflix documentary. Did you see the documentary on Blockbuster? I, the last blockbuster, isn't it called like the last blockbuster? Yeah, I think it's the last blockbuster. Yeah. 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 Um, I watched, I would say the latter half, which was okay. the most important half in my opinion. Probably. It, we were just kind of like mindlessly watching it, but it got me thinking like, do you remember going to blockbuster? I do. I miss it. I do so too. Much. And I was thinking about it and I was like, oh my gosh, I remember like it would be the weekend and I was going to have one of my friends sleep over. I was going to sleep over at their house. And part of the routine of having a sleepover is you'd go to Blockbuster and you pick out one movie or more. I don't know. I grew up poor. I was allowed to only rent one movie, which I was so stoked about. But I was thinking about like, oh my gosh, like my stepkids will never experience that. And I, I know that we sound old. Like, I don't want to be like, Oh, back in my day, whatever. Like, I know that's like fucking stupid, but seriously, I was like, Oh my gosh, they're not going to know what it's like to go rent a movie. And that's just such a, such a vivid memory of like my childhood and stuff was going and renting movies. And remember when they were speaking about like the smell, I'm like, yes, I remember it to me because like, I think that three people described it differently. But mm-hmm. what resonated with me was like the plastic smell. That's what totally. I totally I remember the, the plastic smell. Yeah. And all like so you're right. They said like the plastic smell and someone said like the popcorn. I was like, what popcorn? Yeah, and I know they sold popcorn, but it was like in a package. Yeah. Like it was like, yeah. For me, like I can if I think about it now, I could imagine walking into Blockbuster and I could smell the plastic smelling in almost like the particular carpet that was in Blockbuster, it's a very specific carpet. I can smell that also. I miss it. I was- Me too. Just like, I was smiling so much because I just miss Blockbuster so much. Like that experience. Me too. And- um, Me too. It actually got me thinking that I want to visit (laughs) Blockbuster just to be there. Just to go. I know. I was talking- Have you looked online? They have like no and shit. Yeah, it's really cute. We need to support Blockbuster, you guys. We do. I feel I like like my stepdaughter, their their whole generation, like everyone wants to talk shit about. It. I'm like, whatever, like let them live like, their life. They're having fun. Yeah. Like obviously they're gonna miss out on stuff that we got to do and everything is very different, but like they're so all about the throwback. I feel like if Blockbuster tried to do a severe comeback. I feel like they might be able to survive because Dude. everyone's all about like nostalgia, the throwback. Yeah. yeah. I feel like they like blockbuster would be like a hangout. Like it would be a thing to do. <laughs> I don't know. I could be like totally wrong. Up. 
Yeah, exactly. You guys want to go to the Blockbuster pop-up? He'd be like, dude, we went to the actual Blockbuster. We went to the actual Blockbuster, bitch. No, it would be like an Instagram photo shoot opportunity for them. They'd be like, let's go to the fucking Blockbuster. Like, No, this is a real thing, guys. (laughs) Yeah. Fetishizing Blockbuster. (laughs) Hashtag don't fetishize Blockbuster. (laughs) No, speaking of sleepovers... I was talking to my stepdaughter at one point, like we talk about everything. Like when our kids are here, we are very, very open with them because she's 15. She's 15. 15. Cody's 12. And um, they're both very mature for their age. Mm -hmm. And they're like, I feel like they have old souls, which I, I also feel very lucky about that because I feel like it's very easy to connect and relate with them. Um, because they're not, I don't know, like they have old souls. I guess it's the simplest way to put it. Even if he jizzes in your decorative towels. Even if he jizzes in my, t- oh, do you know how many people text me after the first episode came out and randomly said, your stepson is jizzing in your guest bathroom yeah. towel. Yeah, I was that's, like, that was thank my you. Yeah. I was like, thank you so much. He doesn't do that. Um, as far as I know, I'm going to keep pretending that he doesn't. <laughs> Otherwise... My husband's so gonna the like fucking laundry. Like, don't even question. Ugh. If I feel a crunchy towel, oh, I'm gonna fuck. die. I'm, I'm gonna, gonna die and be like, "Take me, Jesus, please, <laughs> take me now." Take I'm me. done. I'm okay, done with sorry. this life. What were you saying about your stepdaughter before? No, well, I was just saying, um, we're very open with them. Like, no topic is really off the table because the way I see it. So my parents were the opposite. Like when I got my period for the first time, I actually thought I was dying because I didn't really know exactly what it was because my parents didn't talk to me about stuff. Hmm. So I've made an overcorrection. And now I talk to like, I talk to my kids about everything, Mm -hmm. but I'm so sad for, and I'm not trying to throw shade. This isn't that kind of, that was like a very cool thing for me to say, right? Throw shade. (laughs) Very. I'm so I'm so hip with it on the net on the line on the internet um my stepdaughter is she's not allowed to have sleepovers she's not allowed to have sleepovers she can't have friends sleepover at her house and she just because in general no in general they're um their mom does things a little differently than we do and I know that like she thinks this is like the party house which I'm not even going to get into that because that's not how it goes. But like, that is such a big part of like being a teenager is having sleepovers and whatever, whatever. But, um, that's, that's besides the point. I, I just thinking about blockbuster and sleepovers and this and that, I felt so sad for my stepdaughter that she doesn't get to do that. And then, um, but at least we try and provide them with, whatever like freedom of speech we can while they're over here. So they have some sort of outlet. Um, But they, every time they come over here, they just laugh. They're like, why do we always end up talking about sex? I'm like, you guys are asking the questions. Like, cause I feel like if they're asking the questions, they want to know. And if we don't tell them, they're going to find out from somebody else. And I don't need them talking to, you know, old Jimmy on the playground and Jimmy's given not playground at (laughs) (laughs) okay the playground 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I don't want so-and-so's older brother to give them information that's yeah. like totally wrong. So we just sure. tell them stuff. But anyway, segueing off of that. Wait, 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 wait. Question. Is she yeah. allowed to sleep over other people's houses though? No. She doesn't even really hang out with friends. Oh. Okay. So what about your stepson? Can he have sleepovers and can he sleep over places? It seems like he has more freedom to do so. Yes. Like, like he hangs out with friends more than she does. Hmm. And I'm like, I, I just, I don't get it. Um, I think it's wrong. And I think that as parents, I feel like if you're too strict, obviously it's like, a tale as old as time, like the strict helicopter parents, like your kid rebels. Mm-hmm. It's just going to happen. Yeah. I did that. Yeah. I fully did that. Yeah. I fully did that. My parents were like, like very conservative church people. And they didn't talk to me about anything. And like, I was allowed to like have sleepovers and stuff, but like just with the strictness and everything else and how naive they wanted me to stay, I yeah. ended up just being opposite of that the other way. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm like desperately trying to prevent that from happening with my daughter and you know, all of that. I actually, I, I I know someone I'm not going to name names, but I know someone who won't let their teenage daughter hang out with one of her friends because her friend just came out as bisexual. So she's not allowed to hang out with her. Wow. And that is the most, like, first of all, this is 2021. Like for fuck's sake, how homophobic and closed minded can one person be like that? When I, that's truly, like I said, like earlier, it's really ignorance and people not wanting to educate themselves on what the fuck something or someone is. Because they are comfortable with how they are. So they're yeah. like, no, I'm just going to stay in my fucking bubble. And like, I just, when I, for no reason. exactly. When I heard that, that was just like one of the most disgusting things yeah. that I've ever heard. I'm like, and mind you, this is like a church friend also. Like this girl goes to church. The other daughter goes to church and she's not allowed to hang out with her because she's bisexual. And that's like extra offensive to me because two of mine and Justin's very best friends in the whole entire world are gay. Yeah. And they're the bet, some of the best people I've ever met in my life. I'm like, I'm thinking like, I, if either one of my kids came to me and they were like, I'm gay, I'd be like, okay, like on and what, like, I don't like, as long as you're happy and being treated with respect and you're loved, I don't give a shit who yeah. you have sex with. You know, like as far as gender, I am going to put it out there and whoever fucking disagrees with me can fuck off. But if (laughs) you go to church and you do not let your child hang out with someone because of their sexual orientation or you talk shit about another sexual orientation or you shun out another sexual orientation, you are a fucking hypocrite. Oh my gosh. And you're the reason like people are turned off of religion. Like, I'm sorry. I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to go down that rabbit hole, but no, like, I'm not seriously, either, but, like you telling me that made me so fucking angry. How does that even right? make sense that they go to church and they're going to be like, Oh, but like, you can't hang out with your friend that just came out as bisexual. Fuck you, dude. 
Like, and what does that say about, okay, what does that say about this parent's perception of their kid? Like Mm -hmm. you think your kid is so mentally weak that just because their friend is bisexual, like, what are you afraid that your kid's going to be bisexual? (laughs) They're going to catch it. Like it's COVID or like like that your, that your kid is so fucking attractive to that other person that they're just going to want to get with them right away. I mean, like, yeah, and it, love, that's another thing, but I mean, but if, you know, but if they were attracted, who cares? Who like, gives okay. a fucking shit, dude. So what your daughter's a lesbian. Is, is she still a good person? Yeah, that's probably. All that that's all that, all that matters, matters. Honestly. I know. And so I don't know that that was just like, that was just a bunch of stuff. I wanted to just word vomit and get out there. It's out there. Also, um, I said I wanted to talk about some sexual things. I had a funny conversation with Justin the other day and I had to share it. So we were talking, I was actually talking about um, stuff that I wanted to talk about on the podcast, like sexual things related, whatever. And he was telling me, um, he was telling me that we got off on this whole thing, but anyway, he ended up telling me that one of his friends, his thing like his one of his like trademarks that he's known for amongst his friend group is like he will go down on a girl first time like very quickly and which good for him great that's awesome but I me and Justin were saying that that's very daring like I feel like you have to (laughs) vet the situation like very daring (laughs) It's very daring. Like if I was a guy or a girl, or if I was, if I was getting ready to go down on anyone, like, I just feel like, like what I'm saying is he didn't even like check the area first. Like there was no like finger test. No, he's nothing. He's very like confident. He just dives right down. Wow. He's brave. Hence or therefore, or whatever else you want to say, he's had a lot of situations where he's like, oh my God, like she was stanky. Like it okay, was really bad. You put yourself in that situation though. That's what I'm saying. That's it's what I'm not, saying. At that, at that point, a woman, okay, first of all, a woman <laughs> cannot help how she smells. I mean, like she can help it, but she cannot help how it progresses throughout the day. And if you're not going to fucking prepare her, if you're not going to prepare her for that, that's unfair. <laughs> And it, like, I just, if I was a guy, if I was a straight male, it would not be my go-to thing to immediately start going down on some girl and getting it all up in my face without vetting the situation is all I'm saying. And this isn't <clears throat> to say that all women should smell like flowers all the fucking time. Like, this is not that, but like, do not blame her for how she smells if you didn't if you just dive down there that's kind of just like going to an ocean (laughs) or a body of water and not checking how deep it is yeah and then going in and you're like whoa that was really fucking deep it's like (laughs) you were in the middle of a fucking ocean what do you he jumps straight into the middle of the ocean and Justin and I were just we were just talking about it for so long and I don't actually that's really aggressive it's aggressive like I'm like I can't believe that that's like his initial go-to move and like Mm -hmm. 
maybe he's really good at it or something. Like maybe that's his hook, line, and sinker. But all I'm going to say is you got to do a finger test or something. But on the flip side of that, I was telling Justin, I was like, it kind of sucks for girls because like, like we can go down there mm-hmm. and everything. I'm going to tell you a story. It's making me feel nauseous already thinking about it. Okay. Like, I feel like my my saliva glands are doing that thing, like, right before you throw up, right before you vom. <laughs> okay, so with a girl, right? Okay. So speaking of vetting the whole situation as far as, like, oral sex and all that goes, um, we can start blowing a guy. Things smell good. Everything's fine. You know, maybe, like, he's trimmed. It's, it smells good. Uh It's fine. You can't vet this. You don't know what's going to come out of there. No, you just don't know. It could be, it could be tasteless. It could be a little salty. It could be sweet. It it could be so, or it could be absolutely fucking rancid. Uh Okay. Uh I'm going to tell you a horrible experience that I had with that. Okay. So I was hooking up with some guy. Okay. I didn't want to have sex with them. So I was like, I'm going to blow them. Okay. It's fine. <laughs> Which fine. looking back on it, I feel like blowing guys a lot more personal than actually having sex oh, with definitely. them. Yeah. Yeah. So whatever, young, dumb, full of cum, all those things. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I'm, I'm performing the act uh-huh. on some guy, Perform- whatever, performing the thing. Um, so he, things are finished. He okay. does his thing. He, this is the most foul tasting. Oh, like I God. seriously could fucking vom thinking about it. He, his jizz tasted so bad. I actually wanted to punch him in the fucking face. Like it was like a, like a rotten pancake batter bleach asparagus i i'm like what are you eating like are you his diet like okay so how long his diet tasted like i I mean were we dating i don't know (laughs) i mean this was the first and only time that things advanced past kissing is all i'm gonna say so there was no um there was no sign that I could have seen that would have prepared me that his jizz would taste like he was on a diet of just drinking rotten cum all day. Like that's what it tasted like. I actually wanted to punch him in the face. I almost gagged, which that's like a big, that's like a big deal to me. I'm like, I almost gagged. It's like, what the fuck is happening? Um, I spit it out and I was like, I need to fucking face. I should have spit in his face. I spit it out. And, um, I was like, I have to go to work. Like bye. I didn't have to go to work. (laughs) It was like a random time. I'm like, I'm like, Oh yeah, it's seven 12. I have to go to work right now. Um, I was like, basically get the fuck out of my house. So it gets a little bit worse. Mm. I was texting my best friend of my experience. I was telling her this guy, came in my mouth he was disgusting it was so like I can't even explain it okay how did he yeah I I need to know about his appearance and everything because you need to like paint this picture for me so he had a good job (laughs) 
he had a good job. Um, he didn't, he wasn't like, like buff or like, he didn't look like he worked out, but he was like slender. He wasn't like, like he sloppy. was sloppy. He wasn't sloppy. Like he looked like he took care of himself. Okay. He didn't, he wasn't like a smelly person either. Like everything seemed fine down there. Ah, uh, so when it came inside. out, his insides were fucking rotten, Jacqueline. Ew, god damn. They were rotten. Like, I'm, I, I, I had so many emotions running through my mind when this happened. So I had to text my friend every last detail, um, because this was actually this was like right after I got divorced. Okay. So I was just like kind of experiencing things, getting back out there, whatever. Um, and I was like, I'm never, I'm never hooking up with a guy again, because if this is what I have to look forward to, like, I'm going to be a lesbian because yeah. I never want to taste that again in my life. I think we've but all been through that too. Like probably stick with women. I should stick with women. Like, <laughs> like at least nothing. Like, I, I don't know. Like it, maybe it seems safer, like not yeah. like a surprise flavor is not going to come out once you've already like. <laughs> tasted it a little bit <laughs> oh so, so anyway I'm texting my friend detail play by play mm. and I told her I was like he's fucking disgusting I literally am about to block him I'm gonna never speak to him again it that it was that offensive it was that offensive tell like, me why his, but it wasn't even his like personality that like added on to you like not wanting I mean, to talk to him well he the personality wasn't really there for me either. Like it wasn't really, it probably wasn't going to advance okay. into anything, so but that really, anyway. like, it, it was, was a deal. Like I was looking for a deal breaker, but I wasn't looking for that big of a deal breaker. Like it could have been something little. It sure. could have been the smallest deal breaker. I'd be like, Oh, not for me. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't have to get slapped in the this back of the throat big. with it. Yeah. Yeah. This was too big of a deal. Yeah. breaker for what you were looking for it was and I was texting my friend play by play every detail tell me why I accidentally sent the text to him of course so I don't know because I blocked him so fast after I sent (laughs) the text that I have no idea what he said back but I just it was so awful and it was so embarrassing and then of course I sent the text to him instead of my friend I was like I quit I quit life yeah I just quit just lay on the floor and die. Take me, Jesus. I like. I got really I drunk that night. I got really drunk by myself in my apartment. Poor thing. Uh, yeah, it was. Um, it was probably one of those things where it's like right after you you sent the text, you're probably like, I deserve that. <laughs> I I did. I was like, fuck me. Yeah. Fuck me. Of course, this would happen. Because yeah. why not? Yeah. Of course, and. I mean, no one really deserves that humiliation, either him or myself, but it happened. And I just, I just wanted to share that with you guys because, um, it's really so gross. It's so gross. Have you had anything happen? Whack sex (laughs) experiences too. Yeah. Oh, totally. Wait, did you just call me hot? I did. I love you. Oh my gosh. That went right over my head. Thank you. Stop. Have you had any like awkward or gross or just strange sexual experiences? I I feel like you do. 
too many. I but oh, there's it. It's gonna there's gonna be one or two or five sprinkled into every episode. I will tell you this one, and this is the one I I feel so bad because I've told this story a few times, and <laughs> the thing is, I don't want to talk ill of this person because he was a really great guy, and this has nothing to do with his personality. This has everything to do with while we were doing the thing. Oh my gosh, please tell me. Dude, it, it's so fucking cringe. Oh my God, I feel so bad for him. Okay. <laughs> okay. So okay. basically, um, I was talking to this guy whom he and I went to college together. And then we haven't spoken for a while. And then just like years later, we reconnected. We were really yeah. good friends in college too. Because <laughs> I was dating his roommate at the time. But anyway, hot, anyway, hot, dirty bitch. He, he was always like the hottie. He was like a surfer and he was like a skater and he was just like always so fucking hot. And you, like, you like those real white boys. Oh my God. I like them. Oh really my gosh. White. You have a white fetish. There it is. No, I, I do have okay. a white fetish. Um, <laughs> this is true. I have a white and a Hispanic fetish. True. This is true. This is so weird. Okay. Anyway, continuing. <laughs> uh, Continue. this guy was Hispanic, but he looked white. Mm. and he was a skater anyway anyway okay moving on (laughs) so we've been talking for a while and then uh like we've been hanging out and then this one time I went over to his apartment and we were about to do the thing and I could tell he was really nervous because he hasn't done it in a while and I think he's had like a lot of trauma from his past relationship or whatever so oh fuck god damn it okay (laughs) <laughs> so I'm on top of him. Oh. And I'm doing the ride. You're doing the ride the thing. Ride. Yeah. And then he what I like a man's natural <laughs> instinct when they're on the bottom is to like hump, right? It, like, yeah, they're trying the they're helping. Yeah, they they're, help. they're assisting. They're assisting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, his his way of assisting Oh my God, bless his soul. He <laughs> vibrated his whole body. And I oh don't mean like slowly. I mean like very quickly. Like epilepsy. Like, like, that, like he was shaking his body. And like to do it that fast, you have to put your whole body into it, right? Oh my because God. There's no fucking way that you're only going to do that with your pelvis like that fast. Like it has to be your whole body. Full body. Yeah. So it was almost like I was like helping an exorcism happen. Like I, I just felt really bad and like oh my god. And no one finished. And I, it was no one finished. No. Oh I my think god. It was, it was a very. It was very sad and very awkward. And like I just hope that he's past whatever he needs to get past because. He deserves a great sex life, you know. (laughs) Wait, but like, but why? But like, what? What made him start convulsing his whole body? Were you like, that's what it is? It was convulsing. Oh yeah. Were you like, oh yeah, right there, like that? Or were you like, like, what happened? I think that. (laughs) I think that it's been a while since I did it that I was just like desperate to do it, and then I. Right. I, I was I pretended at first that I was like into it. I'm like, oh, okay. okay. Woo. So he, honestly, he, you probably you probably were like 
really doing a great job of the ride. And he was like trying to be, he was trying to like, yeah, he was trying to be like, yeah, me too. Like, look what I could do. (laughs) And then he's like, look what I could do. I'm a William Sonoma vibrating chair. (laughs) That's exactly what it was like. But the thing is, he was already so nervous and apprehensive going into it that I didn't want to further his anxiety. Um, so I just like, <laughs> pretended like I was into it. And then as we went on, I was like, we don't have to do this anymore. Like, <laughs> we, can, we can stop. We, we could totally stop. not do this anymore. We totally just go to sushi. Like I'm okay with that. Wait, did you guys go eat after? I think we did. Um, oh my gosh. You were able to sit across from him after that. Yeah. But you know what? No, wow. you know what's even worse is that. What? Okay. Um, I was, I was smoking more weed back then and, uh-huh. um, he was excited. Cause he's like, Oh, I haven't smoked weed in so long, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay. So yeah. I brought my weed. He ended up smoking all of my fucking weed too. And I'm like, Oh my God. Bro, Rude. Like, yeah. So like, but it wasn't agreed upon. And I was like, was this like an error in my judgment? Because <laughs> I didn't tell him whether or not he could smoke all of it, he probably just took it as an invitation to smoke all of it. I mean, I feel like, I mean, I don't know exactly what like weed etiquette is, but I feel like it's not anything that you're sharing (laughs) Uh weed or like food or anything. Like you don't consume it all. Yeah. Oh, unless you could be like, oh, can I finish this? But he took it upon himself to just finish all my weed. So maybe he finished your weed, but he didn't finish you off. And he also didn't finish. Mm -mm. So you like, wow, it was a lose, lose. It was a real lose, lose. Yeah. Cause then you had to go get more weed after I had to get more weed and I didn't, I didn't finish. (laughs) And that's it. I was like, what was this trip even for? Truly. Why, why did we even do this? Oh my gosh, poor guy. I hope, you know what? See, that's the thing. Okay, so like with your story, you don't feel bad for your guy, right? You're just like, fuck. No, I feel like fuck him. He's rude. Like you shouldn't taste that bad. And also you probably should like somehow know. Like if I was a guy, I think I'd taste my own spooge. Remember spooge? I'm going to bring the word spooge back. I just did. Um, remember like I feel like if I was a guy I think I would like and maybe I'm wrong maybe it's because I don't have a dick but like I don't feel like it's like weird just like I would just want to know how I taste like just a like pinky dip <laughs> like I know how I taste yeah I've checked uh-huh I've checked if it's okay yeah I'm like yeah. what does that taste like oh it tastes like that that's yeah. cool I'm good with that yeah like okay <laughs> if guys say that they haven't tried their own cum they're fucking lying they're lying. They're lying. There's way too much of it. If you can eat your own fucking <laughs> boogers, bitch, you can eat your own fucking dick water. Dick water. You. Oh, my God. Like, dick let's gel. let's let's be aware of the dick gel <laughs> taste. My it husband. Dick gel, though. It is dick gel. It's like a yeah, it's for sure. Like a watered down dick gel. Dick batter. Dick batter. I don't know. These are really good, though. Tell us what's your favorite. Tell us what's your favorite word for sperm. <laughs> if you have a whole new one that we haven't heard before, I want to hear it. For ejaculation, like, please. Yeah. 
send us your words for ejaculation. I want to hear them. Yes, please. (laughs) But like, I don't know. I know how my man is. My man's nasty and he'll do whatever I want him to do. Uh I feel like every man is very nasty. Like it, like I'm, I'm fully quoting Tom Segura right now. The comedian, he has Uh a standup where he says that guys will be as big of pigs as you let them be. Which special was this? Do you remember? Was it his like, um, I, not the latest one, the one before that. Okay. I'm trying to think of what it's called. It's the one, um, where he has terrible makeup because all of his standup. Like, no, I don't think it was, it. I don't think it was that one. Um, gosh, I'm going to have to circle back to that and maybe leave it in the comments if that's a thing. Yeah. But anyway, he talks about it. He says, guys will be as big of pigs as you let them be. And I think that's true. And like one of my hobbies is testing to see how nasty <laughs> my husband will let me be. And I- I'm not going to put him on blast, but he's not, um, he wouldn't be weirded out by like tasting himself. So I'll just leave that there. Which he's open. He's, he's fucking open. It's the hottest thing ever. It's great. I love that. Good for him. <laughs> Good for him. Good for you, baby. I'm so proud. Um, I'm so proud. He's going to be like, what the fuck, babe? I'll be like, I'm like totally lying. Like <laughs> I wasn't talking about you. I was like, talking about somebody else. And he's a sergeant. So <laughs> he's a sergeant. <laughs> I was like, I told him, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this because I told him I was going to say this. And he said, don't you fucking dare. So I'm going to say it. This is so random. And then I want to get into our what's your mess segment. Um, So way back a year ago when like the whole like COVID lockdown thing happened, I started doing my own nails because I have little troll fingers. They're so stubby if I don't have nails on. So the nail salons are shut down. Mm -hmm. So I learned how to do my own nails, but I legit just do the press-ons, but I think I do a really good job. I've got it down. How often do you put them on and take them off? Um, I end up, they last me for two weeks. Like without having to take them off. Yeah. Cause I put on, so I, I have found some like press-ons on Amazon that are like really legit looking. And I just put a little bit of like this gel stuff on the tip. So it makes them a little thicker, Nice, but they're a little bit easier to break, which I don't have a problem with breaking, but they're a little easier to break than a standard acrylic nail. Uh Okay. So (laughs) tell me why I told my husband, I said, he was like, you're doing a really good job on your nails. They look really good. I was like, thank you. I was like, but my biggest fear is that, um, they're not so sturdy. So I am afraid if one of them is going to come off when I stick my finger in your butt. <laughs> and he was like, he was like, fuck you. He was like, that's a thing. He goes there. He's like, you don't understand how many foreign bodies are in the rectum in the ER in this moment. <laughs> and he and said, he, he was like, don't. <laughs> so I mean I feel like press on nails should put a little disclaimer on the back that that might happen Do not, <laughs> not not that I put my finger in his butt or anything like that because like of course he would never like that <laughs> anyway yes because that's like what you're supposed to say right like aren't guys like oh I don't like anything my butt uh-huh yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. And what's your mess? Yes, you guys. This is my favorite part of the show. It's the what's what's your what's mess? Your mess? It's, 
It's a what's your mess segment. And it's where we have our listeners right into the show. And I am so excited because after our first and only episode, we had lots of people write in. Yay! I know. I was like, this is so amazing. And there was girls and guys that wrote in, um, which was surprising to me. And I'm really excited about it, actually. So I chose one email. I think eventually uh, we will have enough episodes to get through every single email. So please write in. The email is once again, mostly messy podcast at gmail.com. Anyway, this was from an anonymous. So you can choose to be anonymous or not. This person has chosen to stay anonymous. And I chose this one because I saw this episode going very sexual, mm-hmm. just with everything that we've been talking about. So we want to stay on brand with this. We're staying on brand with the sexuals. Got it. And I have a lot of opinions about this email. Jacqueline has not heard this email yet. I have <clears throat> Excuse me. She's not heard this yet. So I'm going to read it and let you speak on it. And then I'm going to give my six or five cents. Cool. Okay. Dear Melissa and Jacqueline, a friend introduced me to your show and I loved the What's Your Mess segment. With everything being totally confidential and with how open you guys are. Hold on, I can't see. I need to put my glasses on. <laughs> With everything being totally confidential and with how open you guys are, I felt compelled to email. So here it goes. I have been with my guy for six years. I love him, but having sex with him has more often than not felt like something that I have to check off my to-do list. Um, I think it's because I don't orgasm with him. He doesn't make me finish. He's completely missing the mark. Hmm. He has no idea that this is happening. He has no idea about this. And I'm scared to tell him. And I also don't know how to possibly even bring this up. We have been together for so long and I feel like it will really hurt our relationship at this point. But I want to be more passionate about our sex life and be excited for it. How can I bring this up? Hmm. Jacqueline? All right. Coming from Little Miss Community. Oh, wait. I don't want to cut you off. Listen how she signed off on this email, which I love. She said, love an anonymous hot mess. Oh, <laughs> so cute. So cute. Anyway. Anyway. Okay. So six years. <clears throat> um, I, I always think that communication is is important. Yeah. I think that the sooner you guys can talk about this, the better because you it is unfair for you to hold this back for yourself and it is unfair for him for you to hold this back from him. Totally. Um, I personally am not a very sexual person and this I've always been this way and um I think that I finally found a partner who understands me and who understands my sexual needs because for everyone, it's really, really different. It's so different. It's, and you know, just because you don't have it the way you want it, I think that your partner should know that. And I think that no matter what you tell him, 
if he is a good partner, which I assume he is, you've been with him for six years, he should understand what you like, what you don't like, how you can like, how he can make things spicier for you or more exciting for you. Um, and I just don't think that you should hold this secret any longer. No. Because I think that is very hurtful for your relationship and it could end up pretty bad. It, um, it could be detrimental. Like, I like so I'm not saying that sex is everything in a relationship, but mm-hmm. <clears throat> I feel like it speaks volumes. Okay, so you are openly not a very sexual person. Mm-hmm. I am openly a hypersexual person. So the fact that we share the same standpoint and view on our opinions of this, it, um, as far as like communication goes, I think that that speaks volumes. And That's I what think it is. that it's not even yeah. about the sex per no. se. It's, it's, it goes deeper in my opinion. It does. It goes deeper. And like, I, a lot of people are afraid, not everybody, like anything I ever say, like I'm not generalizing and I'm not going to apologize for the things that I say, because again, I'm not ever generalizing a group of people when I say things, but like, um, I feel like a lot of people are afraid to openly admit that sex is a huge part of a relationship, whether it's having sex or not having sex. Hmm. It's like a sexual part of a relationship is very different every couple, but it is a big part of it. Can I say something to that point? Yes. I think when you say, you know, sex, whether you're having it or not, it's not about sex, like penetration. It's more like intimacy, whether that is cuddling, whether that is, you know, having a deep conversation whether that is just spending time watching a movie together, those Mm -hmm. would be sexual quote unquote or intimate to someone equivalent to sex. You know what I mean? Intimacy is, I'm glad that's a better word. Intimacy is a huge thing. And so um, I like, I like everything that you said and to kind of go along with what you're saying. I think communication is so important in every relationship. And it's like, it's, it's so cliche, but it's so true. Like you talk to any couple that's been together for so many years or whatever. You're like, Oh, what's your secret? And everyone's like communication. I guarantee you everyone's going to say that in one of their things Mm -hmm. that's important, but I feel like we need to talk about and be mindful that communication doesn't end at the bedroom door or whatever, so to speak. Like you have to have good communication in your intimate life as well. Like, like you said, your boyfriend is, um, you know, your partner is very well aware of how you are Mm -hmm. in your sexuality Mm -hmm. and they respect that because I was so communicative because you told him, him. right. Mm -hmm. So for this person specifically, like, I don't want to get too off topic with that because this is like, for me, this is um, like a passionate subject for me. Um, I feel like I get where she's at, where she says, we've been together for so long. She hasn't told him at this point, which I think a lot of people can probably relate to that. Like when you've been together with someone for so long and you haven't brought anything up, you're like, well, how do I bring it up now? Exactly. Especially with her. Um, and I appreciate your email. Thank you for sharing. Yes, thank you. Yes. 
I feel like I understand where you kind of have to be a little sensitive with this. So to not totally crush him and to also make it easier for yourself to bring up, like, um, if you don't want to tell him, Hey, by the way, for six years, you haven't made me come. Sorry. Like maybe don't focus so much on the fact that he never has been able to make you finish before, but like going forward, I would just start communicating with him in the moment, even like what you like, Mm -hmm. if he's doing something and you don't like it, tell him, show him like, like there's nothing like guys want to please us, Mm -hmm. our partners, like whatever kind of relationship you're in, your partner wants to please you. They want to be directed. They want to be directed. So if you literally have to take your person's hand or whatever and put it somewhere and guide them through it, if it gets you to the right place, Mm -hmm. like they're not going to be upset by that. If you want to introduce toys, if you're not using toys and that's something like, I know a lot of, like a lot of my friends, they can't, they, they will not come without a toy in the room. And their person is totally okay with that. Yeah, but it's, you have to tell them. Everyone is different, you know? Right. And there's nothing you to have, be ashamed about. Yeah. So for um, our for our writer that wrote into us, I would say to find your own way. To, I, I think that you should have a conversation with him. And I think that you can bring this up pretty lighthearted in the sense where um, – you know, your own body, you know, yourself, you know, what you have to do to make yourself finish. So whatever that is, whether it's beforehand or in the moment, I would say to try and introduce that in there or either way, I like, you can't live the rest of your relationship like that. It's going to pull you apart because very unfair for you. And for, like I said, for him and for him and my other question. So she didn't put it in the email, but my question, which I think is an important question is, are you faking an orgasm? Does he think that you're finishing? Right. Because that would not like, that that would not be, (laughs) but it also is not totally unheard of. And Mm -hmm. there are a zillion people out there that do that. And, I don't think that you should ever fake it. And I know a lot of people do, but you're not, you're not doing yourself any favors. You're not doing your partner any favors. Like don't fucking fake an orgasm because if they think you're coming, you can't complain that you're not coming. Sorry. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I would like to ask that question first. So like, if he thinks that you are, then maybe don't fake it and guide him and get that way. But either way, I'm not a therapist. I don't have all the exact right things to say, but my advice would be to talk to him about it. And if you're afraid that you're going to hurt his feelings, then I would just bring it up like in, in the moment, like spite, like you're trying to spice it up, like bring in a toy or bring in this or guide him, like, like dominate him in that sexual experience and be his director. Because if you're into it, he's going to be into it. And please Write us again and tell us, you know, if you did try any of these things, if you talked to him, yes, made any of those suggestions to him and tell us how it went because we're interested and we will let everyone know how it went too. Yeah, I want, I want to know the follow through. Like, I want to know if you ended up having the discussion with him, how it went down. And I want to know, most importantly, like, 
did you finish? Yeah. And <laughs> you know it- why too? Because I think a lot of people are going through this and they're too embarrassed to talk about it. So this was a really yeah. brave thing for you to step up and, and be vulnerable like this, because I'm sure this goes on with so many relationships and people totally. by this point are like, just so used to lying and just yeah. so used to taking it where they won't say anything. So kudos to you. Thank you for writing in. And yes. it's, it's a great, it's a great, um, conversation starter because, um, I, I cannot say enough that like you really have to communicate with your partner when it comes to intimacy mm-hmm. and it's not, it shouldn't be embarrassing. Like this is a person and this is something that's so like, I've heard it with my friends and acquaintances. It's something that's very common for people to be embarrassed to talk about with their partner, like sex in general or intimacy in general. Um, this is a person you share your life with and a person that maybe not me, but you probably fart in front of them. (laughs) So you can fucking fart in front of this person. You could tell them what you like and what you don't like. It's okay. It's not embarrassing. There's no shame. Um, And you think that's why it's so scary because they're like, we've already shared so much that why is this the point that I'm saying this to this person? It, it might be like it a could, thing, you know what I mean? It could be. This is another reason why we have got to get a therapist on this yeah. show. Yeah. Uh, if you're listening and you're a therapist and you dare to enter hey. the mess hall, <laughs> please come. Please come forward. Show yourself. Um, we'd love to have you. It was something. So I want to leave on this. Um, communication and planning in the sexual department does not have to be unsexy Hmm. because a lot of people I think have that, um, have the idea that talking about it and planning beforehand is like, it's not spontaneous. It's not sexy, but when you want to try new things, there is a way to talk about it and get each other excited. Like Justin and I, there's been times where like, you know, we don't see each other all day and we'll text about things. And especially in the beginning of our relationship where we're like testing the waters, we're like, I don't know what he's into. I don't even know all the things I'm into, but I know that maybe there's things that I want to try and he wants to try. Like we would text about it and we would talk about it. So that way, when things are going to go down later, it's not a surprise. Like, do you think I just came home one day and Justin has a sex swing hanging from the ceiling? No. We talked about it. We talked about it and it was still sexy. It was like, Hey, I got this. We're going to hang this and we're going to try this. And it was still sexy and it was still fun. And it like, it didn't just don't make it weird. I'm going to leave it on that. Don't make it weird guys. Communicate, communicate, communicate. (laughs) It doesn't have to be weird. Please send us your email, send us your stuff. I want to hear your words first. Yeah. What do we say? Dick Joe. (laughs) (laughs) I want to hear your words. Uh, I want to hear the terminology. I want you to find the craziest fetishes you can out there because I want to see all of it. And as always, send us your mess. What's your mess? Send it to us, please. And um, I will be posting some things on the gram as far as this episode goes. Amazing. And that's our episode. Everyone yeah. uh, stay messy. stay stay really messy really messy (laughs) and dick gel bye bye